Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and ScoreNorth.com. Purple Daily, presented by Surly Brewing Company. I think it's week to week, maybe even quarter to quarter, series to series. But uh, certainly, we've, we've been, you know, fairly aggressive the last couple of weeks, and um, um, you know, we'll have to see week to week and game in you know, moment to moment, you know, how we choose to attack. But certainly, we feel good about the people we get to throw the ball to. Um, and that goes far beyond Justin and Adam, you know, KJ and Tyler Conklin and, and Dalvin and Alex. And so, um, you know, there, there's a lot of production to be had there throwing the football. There he is. There he is, boys. The Dagger Doctor. The two-minute Terminator. The late game luminary. The Colossus of Clutch. Kirk Cousins. Kirky Mick Clutcherton. Uh, the Deficit Demolisher, did we say that one? The no, Secondary Slayer. There you go. The number one Creed fan? Yeah. Phil just puts Kirk his blanket Cousins. on every night and just like repeats it right before he like falls right asleep. Yes. Just like, I like you. Yes. I prefer yes. to call him Justin Jefferson's caddy, but that's just me. <laughs> that's just that's me. Uh, what, I, I don't think Kirk would even have a problem with that. No. Here, Mr. Jefferson, seven iron or Unbe- nine iron? This driver. guy's, this guy's nine iron, un- <laughs> unbelievable. Pitching wedge? Seriously. <laughs> seriously. I, 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 am, I am such a Jefferson stan right now. I mean, he's like, it's okay. incredible. Let's we'll get into our pie charts of praise here. But this is Purple Daily presented by Surly Brewing Company and Mackie Judd, executive producer, Declan Goff. We just want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die. And their odds went up after beating the Packers. Um, but before we go any further, I we were originally going to do this sort of midway through the show. But I have a craving for some Packer fan tears right now, right off the top. Packer vent line. Thanks to our friends. <laughs> on the Green and Gold postgame show on The Fan in Milwaukee. Go, Pat, go! This, is, this game is far from on Dar- Darnell Savage. Correct. This game is on Aaron Rodgers. He had wide open people running across the middle of the field. What did he proceed to do? Throw the ball deep, throw the ball, in, uh, and throw the ball into dangerous spots. Darnell Savage should be the least of somebody's problems. He's mm. <laughs> bitching about Rodgers. Dude, Rodgers played on one leg yesterday and slung the ball around. Rodgers was pretty they've, damn good on one leg yesterday. They've had two Hall of Fame quarterbacks essentially since 1992. I mean, they don't know. Like, like they, they perceive bad to be, well, he didn't win the he game single, ha- single-handedly. Did we do the check down? Let's, no, let's do the check one. down. The one. check down. Now. Right, here yeah. we go. Yeah. 
Rodgers should have chucked down a lot more. Uh, that was just ridiculous. And if you look at the offense all year, the defense has carried this team, not Aaron Rodgers, uh, period. I mean, he's not having a good year. He's just, he's just along for the ride, yeah. clear, very clearly. Yep. Go, Pats, go! Declan also found a clip. Go ahead. Sorry. Oh, no. I, I, 385 yards passing. Ah! No, nothing. You suck. <laughs> Four touchdowns. Ah, you suck. Uh, Declan also found a clip of, uh, so this is Aaron Nagler's Cheesehead TV. Yep. And this is the reaction. they were. So they were streaming their reaction of the game live. <laughs> this is when they thought Kirk Cousins had threatened. It, it was a, it's a good break for the Vikings. It should have been an interception. But I don't know. Maybe find some defensive backs that can catch a pass thrown right at them. This was when they thought the Packers had won the game. Kirk Cousins gunning it. Got no! It! Interception! Cousins oh! going to give you one! Cousins going to give you one! Cousins going to give you one! Oh, where's the penalty? Where's the penalty? Is there a penalty? Is there a flag? Wow, that was incredible. You knew it was coming this game. You really did. We, I said it for the last two quarters. You knew Kirk Cousins was going to give one up. Get a little bit too crazy. Wow, 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 incredible. Got to work on Got to work on catching the ball with two hands, bringing it in securely in practice this week if I'm the Packers. Just a lot two, of ball game left. Hands. I would also avoid the helmet-to-helmet stuff, too, if you could run some drills, maybe some head-up tackling drills. How rich is that? How rich Delicious. is that to watch the just the utter, they're going to give it away, they're going to give and then, no, actually they didn't. Oh, man. All right, let's do it. Every single week, and we had a lot of pie charts of blame early in the season, but we give you, it's Pie Chart Monday here, uh, presented by TCL. Enjoy more of what you love with TCL. We're talking about some of the best-selling and... Uh, in terms of entertainment volume and options, best TVs on the market. Enjoy more than things you love with TCL. This is our Monday pie chart of praise. Now on Mackie and John. If you wanted better charts that you could see the fine print on. The pie chart of praise. You should be singing his praises. The Rock knows how you feel about pie. All right, we'll start with Judd. Judd's on the clock. All right, here we go. Um, four pieces of pie technically here. I think it's going to be very... Similar to what I had after the Chargers game, the distribution different. Starting at the bottom, though, and this is different because if this guy hadn't done his job, the game goes to overtime. Who right. knows what happens then? If he misses, we are having uh, um, we are having a meltdown today about said miss. But he didn't miss. He did miss an extra point, but you know. There was, I think, in the fourth quarter, the Vikings got a two-point conversion from Dalvin Cook to make up for that. So, anyway, 5% of the pie, just a small sliver, goes to Greg Joseph. Greg Joseph, do your job. Guess what? He did. He makes the kick. He beat Detroit, too. He's been far from perfect, but he certainly has not been a disaster. And he won that game like he did against Detroit, granted, with a much shorter field goal. As time expired, 5%, Greg Joseph. 20% 20% chunk of pie is going to be distributed among three people because I don't know where credit is due here exactly, so I'm just going to lump them all together and give them a nice a nice helping of uh, potential Thanksgiving, let's say, pie char, pump, pumpkin pie. 
Okay. Mike Zimmer, Clint Kubiak, and quarterbacks coach Andrew Janoko, who I think has been very involved in the last two weeks of helping call plays, 20%. Because Zim, Zim deserves credit because he deserved criticism for clearly being obstinate before. And so he's clearly seen the light here. And I'm not saying he's calling plays, but there was a time period in yesterday's game where a month ago, the Vikings for sure are like, we are just going to run now. Like, this isn't working. We're going to run. Too many chances. Kirk can't take those chances. So Zim deserves credit for not saying that. Clint, who was a mess previously, has had uh, back-to-back good games. And I think Janoko is helping Clint as well. And there's nothing wrong with that. If that's the case, Vikings, just come clean. Admit it. That's not like some type of um, demerit against Clint. He's a kid calling plays for the first time. So 20% to the fact that the Vikings remained aggressive, incredibly important. And I really think the most important thing to that win on Sunday was the aggressiveness pedal to the metal willingness to make mistakes, but if they were going to make mistakes, they were going to be mistakes that were worth making, not dumb things. 20%. 25% goes to both of you guys' favorite quarterback in the land. 25%. That I was about to give praise. Kirk Cousins. Kirk, you know what? I don't think you're behind the risks, but you're being asked to take them, and you've got the ability, the talent, and people like you, damn it, to take those chances and make them work. And so you deserve credit. So 25% goes to Kirk, who I think probably in Kirk's perfect world might check down more still. But the Vikings aren't going to win if he does that. He is paid a lot, and he's paid a lot because his arm is damn good. Like, it's not the greatest arm, but he's a good quarterback. 25% Kirk. Um, that gets That is 50% of a chunk of pie. So right now I'm about to give a heaping helping to one person. Wow. Wow. I am going to, I mean, this is going to be, this guy is going to take a nap that's going to take the rest of the day because he's going to be so full when he walks away. Armand Watts from my, stepping up brilliantly. <laughs> he's going to be so full, he's going to hit the couch, uh, uh, and he is going to sleep the rest of the day. 50% chunk of pie goes to Justin Jefferson. He's that good. He's that good, and I don't know why it took so long to come to the realization that that Justin Jefferson having statistics that look good are different from the eye test of, oh, you did it. You went deep to him. You gave him chances. You you put him in the Mossonian category of Vikings, which is a very special uh, place to be. So 50% to Jefferson, 25% to Cousins, 20% to a combination, a trio of Zim, Kubiak, Janoko, and 5% to the guy who did make the kick to win the game, Greg Joseph. He missed an extra point. Too, he did. came into play very much so. But, he did, right. but, but, they, but they got it back. They got it back, and he made it. And if he hadn't, we would be absolutely ripping him apart. There it is. So. The Rock knows how you feel about pie. All right. Um, all right. I have four pieces of pie as well here in my pie chart of praise. On the clock, here we go. Let's start with 10% to the officials for doing their job properly in that game. Now, the Green Bay Packers, you could make a case going into the game that the officials favor the Green Bay Packers because they are the second least penalized team in the NFL. That's a great point. Is it great discipline? Is it great coaching? Is it Aaron Rodgers' leadership that holds their penalties down? Or is it that... 
Aaron Rodgers has a way of manipulating officials, as we saw a couple times throughout that game. Um, I mean, I thought that you, know, you could have made a case, too, that they missed the timeout that he tried to call that led to a touchdown. So they weren't even, like, fully policing the Packers yesterday, but they still did their job enough. The Vikings were definitely fortunate to avoid a couple interceptions, one because of uh, Tom Savage's butterfingers and another because of a vicious helmet-to-helmet attack on the fourth-quarter Pharaoh, Kirk Cousins. But maybe if your defensive backs were better at catching the ball and if your defensive linemen weren't so reckless with their helmets, you wouldn't have to worry about bitching about the officials. So 10% to great, top-notch officiating <laughs> in yesterday's Hockley. Way to go. Sean Hockley. Sean Hockley. Sean Hockley's crew who came, came in they love to um, with uh, where road, road teams were 18-6 and six in the last two years. Yeah. And I'm glad that Sean Hockley's crew balanced out and officiated even on both sides yesterday. Let's go 30% to offensive scheming and even creativity. So creativity, I'm going to give this to whether it's Quarterbacks coach, offensive coordinator, head coach, Kirk Cousins, everyone who's in the room, Adam Thielen, trying to figure out how to make this thing just better and and 30-plus points a game, right? So creativity. Justin Jefferson out of the backfield for a touchdown catch? Where was that? Like, that's a play that you would see out of Buffalo or the Rams it's or something, right? college-type play, yeah. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Absolutely. That was awesome. Mm-hmm. You know, it's we're gonna it's gonna be a it's gonna be the same play. We're just gonna have you start from a different spot to confuse the defense and guarantee a one on one matchup. So um, aggressiveness. Kirk Cousins averaged over eleven yards depth of target, his highest of the season, almost twice as much through the air on average as uh, the rest of the season for him. So that's awesome. And then distribution. I brought this up on Mackie and Judd. In terms of percentage of touches to Jefferson, Thielen, and Cook, yesterday was the highest percentage of the season to those three guys. Those three guys, the three best weapons on offense, touched the ball or were targeted 74% of offensive snaps. The other three highest targeted games were the Chargers game, the Panthers game, and the Cardinals game. Three and one in those games and a missed 37-yard field goal away from being 4-0. 32 points per game when you target your three best weapons the most often this season. Uh, The three games which they targeted those guys the least, the Browns game, the Cowboys game, and the Ravens game, probably the three most buzzkill losses and like bang your head against the wall losses of the season. So to put it very simply, when you distribute the ball to Jefferson, Thielen, and Cook, you win, period. Like the Vikings win, whether it's a defensive struggle or whether it's and it's not a defensive struggle when you target those guys because you're averaging 32 points per game in those four games. So um, offensive scheme, seeing the light, all of those things, feeding those guys the ball. Let's give 30% to the fourth quarter Pharaoh, Kirky McClutcherton. All right. So he now has three game-winning drives this season, which ties his season high as a Viking. Should be four if not for the Cardinals' missed field goal. I know he almost threw a bad interception, which probably changes the narrative of that game. But, you know, when you're being aggressive, sometimes you're going to get a break like that. It's going to happen. But I want to highlight this. So Cousins coming into the season was really bad in his first three years as a Viking. Late in games, when trailing, when tied, when they need you the most. We've gone over those stats a million times on this show. But this season, 
inside six minutes of the fourth quarter or overtime, trailing by two scores or less or tied, so comeback mode or game-winning drive mode. He's first in yards among quarterbacks. He's second in touchdowns. He's third in passer rating. He has no interceptions, and his average yards per attempt is up two yards per attempt from the previous three seasons. So he is notably better in those we-gotta-have-it situations late in games. Yep. The last two weeks, you know, have just they've just been great the last two weeks. And I think they're starting to learn what it feels like to pull out some of these games against winning teams. It's like, okay, oh, okay. Thielen, Jefferson, let's be aggressive. Let's not run the ball and see what happens in some of these situations. Let's keep our foot on the gas pedal. So um and then thirty percent, my last chunk of pie here, to the Raiders, Broncos, Cowboys. And Eagles. <laughs> the four teams that drafted Henry Ruggs, Jerry Judy, CeeDee Lamb, and Jalen Rager instead of Justin Jefferson in the 2020 National Football League draft. Those four teams, especially a couple of them, yeah, it's unfortunate. are absolutely yeah. kicking themselves. Oh. Uh, I mean, the Henry Ruggs thing is brutal. Yeah. But when how about this? When Jefferson is targeted at least 10 times in games this year, yep. the Vikings are 4-1, and one, and the 1 is the Cardinals game that they should have won. Right. So, like, it, the evidence could not be – now, you're not going to go undefeated when you – like, you're going to lose some games, but the evidence is staring at you. This team wins when they feature their best weapons and when they feature Justin Jefferson. Imagine that. So keep doing it. Never, never would have <laughs> expected that. The Rock knows right. how you feel about pie. There it is. It's my pie chart. Six twenty-two. Jed was okay. four twenty-three. So a little. Jed's little, more efficient today. A little, little, little more efficient offense there from Jed Zolga. The Rock knows how you feel Trend about pie. I, you know, it was worth it. You know, I was being a little bit more aggressive there mm-hmm. and throwing the ball down Methodical. the field. Methodical. I felt like it was worth it. I had no problem with that. Methodical. One. Just like I'm that Vikings last that. drive. You were, you were methodical. You I'm didn't want to get the ball back I'm to Judd. Gonna, I'm not going to criticize that. Can't one be at doing all. that. Uh-uh. Can't be doing that. Taking up too much time. No criticism from me. All right. I'll be on the clock here. I have five chunks of pie to go out. So I have five pieces of pie. And similar to Judd. Better start now. Yeah. Uh, I, oh, well, I'm, I'm on. Okay. Anyway. I got ya. All right. Because last week you <laughs> forgot about the clock oh. for yourself. All right. We've got the official timekeeper and the unofficial timekeeper oh, here. All right. And I'm just counting one one thousand, two, two one thousand, three one thousand. All right, Greg Joseph gets a chunk of pie, but he only gets one percent. He gets one percent for doing his job. And yes, he missed the extra point. I'm not going to give him a ton of praise. It was a chip shot. He did make a nice fifty yard field goal earlier too. I think if you're from fifty with Greg Joseph, you're absolutely money for whatever reason. But anything inside of that makes you sweat a little bit. But one percent, he won the game, so one percent to Greg Joseph. Uh, but because there's a one percent, I have to give an arbitrary number of nine percent of my chunk of pie to Clint Kubiak and the offensive scheme. And to Judd's point, who is the one that's really pulling these shoestrings and getting the Vikings to take more shots? I don't know who it is. I'm going to call it Clint Kubiak. He's the offensive coordinator. There could be other puppets involved there. But 9% of the pie uh, for cooking up a great offensive scheme, taking more shots, being more aggressive, no more checkdowns, no more running on second and long just for the hell of it. They took shots down the field. They deserve credit. It was a great offensive game plan. Packers have a good defense, too. It could be really easy to not take shots, and they were still able to cook up some. So 9% of my pie to Clint Kubiak and the offensive coordinator. Uh, or coordination, I should say. 20% to Adam Thielen. I'm going to give Adam Thielen some love here. I saw a lot of YouTube commenters on our Ventline episode saying, where is the praise 
for Adam Thielen. And Adam Thielen, I think we all know, is a very good wide receiver. He sometimes gets lost in the shuffle a little bit because Justin Jefferson's so damn good. But Adam Thielen had another big game. He was targeted 10 times. He makes a great catch in that last drive. Eight grabs, 82 yards. He always finds a nose for the end zone in the red zone. He had a touchdown as well. Uh, he deserves a ton of credit as well. So 20% of my pie to Adam Thielen. 30% to the quarterback, Kirk Cousins. Kirk, the check down Charlie that I called him a few weeks ago. I, I, I hope that part of you is gone. You're rolling up to Vikings fans of the interstate. Judd disagrees. I think it's a smart move. Wave to uh, your fans, great. dude. It's totally okay. Yeah, yeah until they carrying a gun. It's on 494 <laughs> and 7. Yeah, I don't it's care. not on 94 and 35 East Spaghetti Junction you know where what? I That's grew where up. You'd get surprised. You're in, That's it's, where you get surprised. It's your surprised. neck of the woods. That's where Yeah, you know what? I don't trust my neighbors. Oh my god. I love it in Judd's mind. Like, here's Kirk just pulling up to a, a Vikings van, fan van in his cart again, just waving. And Judd's envisioning someone pulling out a 80s action shotgun. movie. And, yeah. yeah. It's like the opening yeah. montage you know of some you know Bruce you Willis guys, you 80s have fun Rambo leans out the window. <laughs> and Mannion has to start. Uh, 30% though to Kirk Cousins. He had a great day. 341 yards, almost 10 yards in attempt, uh, 128 passer rating. He basically outdueled Rodgers. Big day for Kirk Cousins, continuing shoving the ball down the field. He deserves a ton of praise, so 30% of my pie to Kirk McClutcherton, Kirk Cousins. And then the final chunk, 40% for Justin Jefferson. This dude's an absolute stud. He's a monster. Eight grabs, 169 yards, 10 targets, a long catch of 56 yards. His touchdown um, was a big-time one as well. couple scores for him. I love what Justin Jefferson brings to this team. It's amazing when you target him, right? I mean, what, I think he had 11 targets last week, so 21 targets over the last just two games uh, for Justin Jefferson after having, what, just, was it 10 and then two games combined against the Ravens and Cowboys? I mean, the, the guy wasn't getting targeted at nine. all. It was, yeah, just it was nine, nine targets. Unacceptable. But Justin Jefferson, you put the ball in his hands. They're putting him in the backfield, for God's sakes. Eureka! He, right. Put he, him at quarterback. Yes. I don't care. Exactly. Put him at quarterback at that point. Let him, throw, let him be like a Bugs Bunny situation. He actually can throw the ball. the ball up in the air. Dude, he can throw the ball. And just running and going and grabbing it he down can, the he field. He can do that, okay? Yes. He can do that. He has a nice arm. Justin <laughs> Jefferson, really dude. Arm. He's an absolute stud. So to recap my uh, pie chart of praise, 1% to Greg Joseph, 9% to Clint Kubiak in the offensive coordination. Adam Thielen gets 20%. Kirk Cousins gets 30%. Justin Jefferson with 40%. I have 405 is what I had. I started after. Judd's got 11 minutes and uh, 42 seconds. No, 402. Four-minute drill. Four-minute drill, Good job, Dex. Thank you. Dex did a really good job there. Bravo. There it is. Pie pie Chart Monday is brought to you by a man who's able to eat things like pie in moderation Mm. and still lose all kinds of weight. And that's thanks to my friends from Livia Weight Control Centers. As I broke the news on Ventline yesterday, gentlemen, I am now down to 213 pounds. I've lost 26 pounds. Wow. I will lose 13 more. And then guess what? I will stay there. And that is because of my friends who right now are putting on their seasonal believe friends and family event. Join now. You save 40% off the plan. Your first visit free. That's right. Free. All that you have to do is uh, call 855-GO-L-I-V-E-A, 855-GO-LIVIA, or visit Livia.com, Livia.com. And get on the same weight loss program and lifestyle change. The Livia lifestyle, if you will, that I'm on right now. My clothes fit. I feel better. I'm healthier. Livia.com will help you achieve the same results. Uh, We are a balanced show here. When the Vikings lose, we always go through our silver linings. 
I think we skipped it one week because we were too mad at the team. You were way too I think upset. It was the, maybe the Lions game or something mm-hmm. that we. <laughs> I forgot. No, about no, that. they won that game. I can't remember. No, which we one. might have skipped it that. We might have skipped it that week too. <laughs> uh, but when they win, yep. we always we we do two things: surly Judd must be furious and nitpicks. And so let's get into the balanced portion of the show here. It is uh, Surly, You Must Be Furious, the post-game preach mm. from Judd Zolgat here. And I now have taken to scripting this because I feel my thoughts and beliefs come out much more yeah. if I don't ramble, but I script it. Because it is a preach. It is a preach. And today's today's post Stick to, stick to the prompter. Today's post-game preach, or or as I now say, surly sermon, isn't about being furious at all. It's about enjoying a furious because you practice the art of trust. And trust is about knowing the formula you have found works even when it's not the one, Mike Zimmer, that you might embrace. The formula includes trusting Kirk Cousins, Justin Jefferson, and even the people calling the plays, whomever they may be. For when you trust them and knowledge going on the de- and acknowledge that going on the defensive is a sure way to lose games, not to mention your job, you see the results of that trust. A 34-31 win against the Packers that included 341 passing yards from Kirk, 169 receiving yards from Justin. Now you must continue to trust that while your defense might let you down and it's going to, your offense will answer when you need them the most. Trust them. That's the surly sermon. Glory to Judd. Love it. Love it. Yeah. I think uh, uh, I'll I'll let you and go ahead. We trust that surly furious is the, uh, the, the, the the beer of choice too. I'll let you finish. uh, That's because you, you need to, you need to don't settle, get surly. And what's coming up boys. What's coming up on Thursday. Long weekend, oh, God, Thanksgiving, know. right? Yes. Thanksgiving. And you're going to have all the fixings. You're going to have the turkey. You're going to have the cranberries. You're going to have the gravy and mashed potatoes. But you know what else you need on your table? Mm. Surly Furious. Surly Furious to unwind on Thursday with football and Surly. Perfect combination to start a weekend that, that then will be capped by Vikings uh, 49ers Sunday afternoon. It's a it's a victory Monday. Who knows what's in this cup? Could be a Surly Furious. Could be a Surly Coffee know. Bender. You never you know. You know what? I have no problem with you that. never know. I'm Aww. not going to criticize you one bit. You know what? If you snuck that in to work, I applaud you. Yep. Just don't get us fired. It's really the only the only. No problem. Get us fired. I, I can get myself fired. He get fired. You guys are fine. He get fired, but you wouldn't get fired because you're supporting a sponsor. That's right. Who we want you to support as well because they support exactly. Mackie and Judd and Declan. All right, let's let's do nitpicks here. All right, just things that it was a great Sunday for the Vikings, but things that okay, if we could learn something here, I'm going to start. Okay. Mike Zimmer after the game was over <laughs> talked about how oh he hates. Sunday fun day that, you know, they call it Sunday fun day. He said, well, it's not fun when you're playing in close games all the time. And he said it sort of tongue in cheek, but I want the message after that game to be more along the lines of we love and embrace these close games. This is, this is the identity of the, we are 10 games in 11 weeks in it's December in a week. We can see the playoffs on the horizon, but we're still focused, you know, one game at a time. And the identity of this team has been close games. And guess what? We've pulled out some close games against some winning teams. We're, we're one missed kick away from being 6-4 and four and having another win in a close game. We've had multiple fourth-quarter comebacks or game-winning drives. And we've really learned to love and embrace these. Now, Now, would we love to 
blow somebody out by three touchdowns? Of course, of course. But I want him planting the seed in his players' minds that, no, this is great. Let's get into these close games and let's win them. We know how to win them. We've seen it a number of times this season. And the fact that he's up there sort of saying, oh, it's we, we hate playing in these close games. It's like, why are you resisting it, man? This is who you are. We're two-thirds of the way through the season almost, right. and this is who you are. You're playing close games. You're winning some close games. Lean into it, Mike. That's my biggest nitpick is why are you resisting this? And if, by the way, and if you're resisting it, then do more in some of these games to build or preserve big leads. Mm-hmm. You know, I think yesterday the, 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 there was one drive of note where they handed off to C.J. Ham on third down. It was like, all right. I think they ran on second down, then they handed off to C.J. Ham on third down. But um, lean into the close games and tell your team that you love being in these close games. I love it, yeah. I and and I feel like not doing that like makes them more skittish. But if you do say, you know what, this is us, man. I mean, it's not it's not always um simple and it makes our lives at times more stressful, but we love this. I think you're exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. That's the message I want to hear. All right. Here's my You like that? You like that? Here's my nitpick. Yesterday was fun and it was very good. But we saw, like, complete confirmation. This team has to go for 2022 and get a center. Um, Kenny Clark of the Packers was really good. And he literally at times took Mason Cole, who's uh, starting now in, in place of the, to be very clear, benched Garrett Bradbury. He took Cole and chucked him with one hand because he's good. Um, this team, but for those who, who are like, well, Mason Cole can't start now, put Bradbury back in. It, you're shuffling deck chairs on the Titanic of the offensive line. Like, there's no, that's not going to work. It's like, oh, Garrett Bradbury's back now. That's going to be, no. You don't have a center who's good, who can play that spot. Um, and the nitpick is, like, this whole thing about, well, you're going to have to make a change there again now. Do you Really? Like, they're both not that good. So you have to go and address that position and get, and I would advise trying to find a veteran free agent who's established, who can play the spot both physically and probably almost as importantly mentally. Um, but that that is a definite nitpick because it's not going to solve the problem uh, when, when you play uh, San Fran on Sunday to be like, well, Bradbury's back now. No, it's going to be the same problems. Yeah, and that, like, there's just nothing you can is. really do this season right. to fix it. And uh, for the record, PFF had Mason Cole's pass blocking grade Nobody. on a 1 to 100 scale of 14.7. Yeah. The lowest pass blocking grade of any Viking center this season. Yeah. Yeah, he got, he got smoked in pass protection. Now, he was good in the run game, and overall his just – his total grade for the game was a 53.6, which is bad, but it's not a total train wreck. Um, but, yeah, it's, he's, he's a backup. Like Bradbury and Cole have both proven three, four years into their careers, respectively, that um, they're just like they are the, the fill-in swing guy when your starter gets hurt. That's what they are. So pick one to be your veteran swing guy or keep both of them maybe for next year to be depth. They can be the sixth and seventh guys on your offensive line. They can – they can play the three interior positions, but you definitely need an answer in the draft or in free agency. I totally agree. 
All right, Dax, what's your big nitpick? Yeah, my nitpick here, and I, I love this guy, and I'm glad he's back. Um, I, I think it was, and thank God they signed him after Neil, but my nitpick is with Everson Griffin. I love the sack daddy. All right, Everson Griffin's great. He's awesome. He's having, a, honestly, a really solid season. He's good for a lot of pressures. Um, he's got five and a half sacks this year, 24 pressures. He gets after the quarterback. But almost it's a guarantee that this dude's going to make at least one to two boneheaded penalties every single game, whether that's jumping off sides, whether that's having his entire body in the neutral zone, uh, which he was flagged for yesterday. I love Ev. He's great. He brings the energy. He brings a lot of charisma to this team that honestly needs it. But he's also really good for two really dumb boneheaded penalties a game, and it, and those kind of things are killers. Um, and the Vikings have at, racked up a ton of penalties this year. I know going into the game, I believe they were thirty first in penalties. They've they've been as in they've 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 had the second most penalties against them coming into this game. They were a little more disciplined yesterday, but Everson Griffin in general just needs to clean up that side of his game because he's a hell of a good pass rusher, but he's also just good for some boneheaded penalties. You know, if you're wondering, you know, what are the Vikings doing to try to offset the loss of not just Daniel Hunter, but also Michael Pierce. So they're, they're rotating multiple different guys. I mean, James Lynch got 21 snaps yesterday. Sheldon Richardson, 34 snaps, and he played a lot of defensive end in the game too on, on like passing downs and third downs. Sheldon mm-hmm. Richardson was not just playing on the interior. In fact, he may have played largely defensive end in that game. So um, that was that was an interesting wrinkle. And so you had yesterday... Richardson played 34 snaps. Wanham played 53. Uh, Watts played 48. Griffin played 43. Tomlinson, 30. James Lynch, 21. Uh, Patrick Jones got a handful of snaps in that game yesterday. Even uh, Eddie Yarbrough had three snaps. So they're, you're not going to be able to find someone to replace Daniel Hunter. So keeping guys fresh and getting creative and moving Sheldon and Richardson to the outside you know, mm-hmm. it, it worked to some extent. Yeah, I mean, you still get 30 points defensively, but this is how you're going to have to win games. You're not going to be a team that holds opponents under two touchdowns like, right. like you did in 2017. You're going you're gonna to give up 20-plus points, maybe 30 points, shootouts, and you have baby. to win those games offensively. Embrace the yep. shootouts. They're fun to watch. I'll take them. You like that? Seriously. Like that. As a fan, I'll take them. That was fun yep. yesterday. I had a great time. Let's shout out our friends at Federated Mutual Insurance Company. They've been around for over 100 years, and they're all about risk management. We want the Vikings to take the training wheels off, all right? We want the Vikings to throw caution to the wind more often. Well, you don't want that with your business. You want to make sure that Federated is standing right next to you and uh, providing all kinds of help. So find out more at federatedinsurance.com about all the resources and all the people that can help you help your bottom line and uh, help protect your employees. And remember, at Federated, it's our business to protect yours. All right, boys, any any final words of wisdom here before we get to Alex Boone tomorrow? Just keep it up. Keep it up. More deep passes, aggressiveness. It's sometimes going to not go your way, but I'd far prefer that to, as Dex said, check down Charlie. Yep. I'm going to play, uh, th- there's a clip that on who gets it, who doesn't tomorrow. Kirk was asked about being a check down Charlie, point blank, in the post game on the field from ESPN yesterday. And we'll play that clip tomorrow, a little tease. So oh, a tease. day out, a little day tease. out. I just Look saw the clip. St. Cloud State taught you well. That's right, go Huskies. Okay, did, was it contentious? No, it was very, uh, I'm surprised what Kirk said. I'll just say that. I'll just, okay. I'm, I'm a little surprised what Kirk said. Okay. Well, I'm excited for this tomorrow. 
All right, boys. If you missed Vikings Ventline yesterday, it was a blast. It was a lot of new callers and just great insights from you guys, the Vikings fans. And uh, it's the most fan-friendly interactive show in Minnesota sports. So check that out. And uh, check out Alex Boone tomorrow getting his thoughts on the Vikings getting back to 5-5. Five and five. If the playoffs started today, the Vikings would be the sixth seed, and they would travel to Dallas to play the Dallas Cowboys. Well, it's not Cooper Rush. Bring I'm fine with that. On. I'm okay with that. <laughs> okay. Oh, whew, Dak Prescott's playing. Dak. Thank oh. God. Oof. All right, we'll see you guys tomorrow. Purple Daily, Daily Vikings Entertainment.